My heart skips skipping the beach You're not close enough So that space between you and me Let's lose it The way you're dancing Swaying to the music Girl, that body and how you move it Every time you cross my mind Girl, I lose it Alexa, play the Country Heat playlist Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Welcome to the Tour Junkies Fantasy Golf Podcast. This is an interview with Joel Damon, PGA Tour Pro, and hilarious human being. Let's get to it. All right, everybody, thanks for downloading the Joel Damon interview. Joel is an up-and-coming young player on the PGA Tour, absolutely killing it right now hilarious guy. We had such a good time talking to Joel. We talk about playing hungover, one of the weird things that Tiger Woods does while he's playing that I bet you've never heard of, and a young player that impressed Joel Damon at first sight. Very interesting conversation. We hope you guys do enjoy it. Please leave an iTunes review if you enjoyed this episode. We would appreciate it. And if you've left one before, you can leave one again after about three or four months. So do that for us. This episode is brought to you by mybookie.ag. That is where me and Pat go to bet on golf, bet on the NFL, NBA, whatever you want to bet on. You can even bet on the next Pope on mybookie.ag. And if you use promo code TOURJUNKIES, all one word, all lowercase, when you sign up, after you deposit 50 bucks, you get a nice deposit bonus if you choose to do so. It's a pretty good deal. So we love my bookie. Incredible mobile experience as well if you want to bet on the go. A lot of these online websites have horrible, horrible responsive mobile experiences. My bookie, not the case. So check that out. MyBookie.ag, promo code TourJunkies. Thanks again for downloading the episode. Don't forget that iTunes review. And enjoy our conversation with Joel Damon. What's going on, golf addicts? David Barnett here with the Tour Junkies. I got Pat Perry with me, and we are bringing you another fantastic, excuse me, great fantastic edition of the Native Area. This time, visiting the Native Area is a a new PGA Tour pro, a guy who has just recently vaulted up the FedEx Cup standings, up the World Golf Rankings. He has made 73% of his cuts this year, 11 top 25s, three top 10s. He's battled with Tiger on the weekend, and he is an all-around funny guy. We're a big fan of him. We're a big fan of his caddy as well. We've got Mr. Joel Damon on the podcast with us right now. What's up, Joel? How you doing, man? I'm doing pretty well. I got a beer in hand. Um, I got the web.com last event of the season on TV and uh, ready to chat with you guys. Love it, man. You already got the, you already got, we call that podcast juice. Okay. So the podcast juice of choice for you is a beer. What can you elaborate on the type of beer that you're consuming at this point? I have one of my all time favorites. We call it a Greenhead out here in the West Coast. It's Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Ooh. All right. I'm a fan of Sierra Nevada. Pat, what are you, uh, what's your, what's your podcast juice right now? I got a little Tito's, little Tito's and Club. Okay. It's Friday night. I'm, I might you got get, a lime uh, in there? You got, got a lemon or lime in there? It, it's Rose's Lime Juice. It's a little sweet lime juice, a little splash of that. And, you know, it's Friday night, so 
Uh, I might hit Planet Tito's tonight, which which is what David calls it. So. <laughs> you want if you want the best drink, if you want the best drink of your life that you can go to sleep with, get some whiskey. Get some. You don't even need good whiskey. Just get some whiskey, and put some of that roses lime juice in there, and uh, put about four parts whiskey and one part lime juice, and you'll be sleeping like a baby in no time. <laughs> that's, uh, that's okay, a- I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try it. That's a fantastic ratio. I love that. Um, Joel <laughs> yeah, Damon already slinging heaters on the podcast right now. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Well, I am, I, I've got my old go-to, which Joel, um, for me, is Tito's and a little LaCroix with, with, a, with, a, with a little bit of lime as well. So that's, that's my go-to. You know, I, I'm, I'm almost 35 now. I don't want to look like Pat in five years, so I'm trying not to, <laughs> not to drink all the high sugar stuff. So it's good on my body. And uh, and it still gets the job done. So that's and that's you can hydrate. You can hydrate while getting drunk. Nice. Exactly. It's like, a, it's like a Gatorade vodka. Although that does kind of it probably screws up the uh, it probably screws up the buzz the buzz factor a little bit. I don't know. Um, I'm I'm excited about this native area because honestly, guys, we haven't done we haven't done a whole lot of native area interviews at night. Uh, I mean. We end up doing a lot of them during the day because that just kind of tends to work with guys' schedule a little better. But, you know, we get to do this at 8 o'clock on a Friday night. We're loose. We're feeling we're feeling frisky. The podcast juice is flowing. I think this is going to be a good one. I'm really excited about this. Um, you know, and I, I want to get out the way right now. Everybody needs to be following Joel if you're not already. If for some reason you're following us and not Joel, I'm not really sure why or what happened along your, your journey. But it's – on Twitter, it's at Joel underscore Damon, D-A-H-M-E-N. Don't forget the underscore. On Instagram, it's Joel Damon sans the underscore. So no underscore there. So uh, you need to be following Joel on those. He's a good time. Funny, funny guy. We're going to have a we're gonna have a good time with Joel. So Joel, We really love that. We love that underscore too, David, right? You, we you are a big a fan of the underscore. With that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't – I was new – I'm not – I mean, Twitter's more my game. Instagram, not so much. Trying to get better at it, but uh, definitely love hopping on Twitter, mixing it up every now and then. Uh, sometimes I get to tweeting a little bit late at night. Um, <laughs> maybe some people have noticed that. So uh, try to not hit the send button after nine o'clock. Mm, man, I have that, that is... problem. I have that. I have that problem as well, Joel. Yeah, <laughs> you guys. You guys could start a little support group, maybe, or maybe you guys need to have like a little side text going on where you just there's a safe word, maybe, and if you see something come up on Twitter, you guys can kind of help each other out. <laughs> That's a great idea. Um, I, I'm assuming Joel that you don't. Yeah, all right. Well, I'm I'm just assuming you don't really want to talk about one of your more recent late night tweets that you had. I want to talk about it. I'm just not allowed to talk about it. <laughs> okay. All right. That? Is that, is Fair that enough. The proper way to call that? All right. I got to get this out of the way too. Pat, is it just me or does he sound just like Gino? He does kind of sound like Gino. Is this Gino? Uh, Are you guys playing a trick on us right now? Um, I wish he was here with me. Unfortunately, he's back home. His kid just broke his leg yesterday or two days ago. Yeah, yeah that's all that. You know, I saw it, and I'm like, oh, no, that is, that's Gino. Gino broke his leg at the trampoline place. I got to get a new caddy for the playoffs. It's a bad <laughs> time for this Gino. And then I texted him. I'm like, please don't tell me it was you. I'm like, no, just my five-year-old kid. I'm like, okay, great, thanks. Well, sorry about your kid, but I'm really happy it's not you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. Well, you guys sound a lot alike. I'm, I got to be honest. Like, 
it's it's kind of messing me up. And it would be it would have been a really epic move for you guys to fake us out and have Gino do this. That would have been really that that would have been a good move. But too late now. Well, you gave us a great idea for next time. Yeah. Um, I really can't tell you guys apart. I really I seriously feel like I'm talking to Gino right now. Um, all right, let, let's get into some stuff. Let's get into some golf stuff first, and then we're gonna we're gonna try to hit some fun stuff here, Joel. Um, you know, for, for people who don't know, like I said, you've had a great year this year. Turn pro in 2010, uh, won the Order of Merit in 2014 on the McKenzie Tour, two years on the web.com, got the tour card this year. And really, it feels like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels like things, I mean, if you just look at how you finished here recently this season, it really feels like March or April for you. Something, something kind of clicked, and that's when you started playing a little more consistently would you agree? And and whenever it clicked, what clicked for you, and like what kind of changed in these last couple months? Yeah, I think your your timeline is is definitely correct. Um, it's it's such a hard question because the answer is I don't know. Um, truthfully, like I could tell you, well, I hit more fairways, hit more greens, made more putts, but that's I mean I don't know. Like there wasn't anything specifically. I've worked, I have worked hard. Uh, I have a great two coaches. I work with Robert Shells, my swing coach, out here in Scottsdale. Uh, he played on tour in, in early 2000s. Unbelievable guy. He's, I've always been a good ball striker. Um, and he just kind of cleaned things up a little bit. And more mental stuff for me as well. Telling me it's going to be okay. I don't have to jump off a bridge every time I shoot 75. <laughs> things like that. Um, and then I started working with John Graham, who's a putting coach. And works with a ton of guys on tour. He's well respected. And I am not a great putter. And it's gotten a lot better the last three, four months. Uh, Gino says that he doesn't uh, close his eyes on four footers anymore. So that's good. <laughs> that's when you know that you're improving. Um, but I think Quail Hollow might have been my first top 20 ish, 20. So I think I finished around like 15th or 16th there. I buried four of my last five holes or something like that. I, and I hooped like a 30 yard bunker shot on the last. And, uh, it was just really cool, and that, for some reason, just really gave me a huge boost going the rest of the year. Uh, I love playing in Texas. There's no income tax in Texas. So <laughs> Amen. I enjoy uh, cashing checks there. <laughs> um, and uh, I don't know. Like, after it just kind of after the U.S. Open, um, I just kind of got hot. That's uh, that's that's a pro, that's a pro move, the the whole Texas thing. Yeah, I remember when we first when we first talked to Gino about you. I don't know, Pat. I don't know if you remember this, but I remember first talking to Gino, and he was uh, th- this was not on the podcast that we had with him. So I'm gonna throw him under the bus here. So and this was this was before your kind of turnaround. This was earlier in the year, maybe even late last year, um, and <laughs> we we were talking to him, and he was like, I don't know, man. I, I don't know, man. Joel Joel can't chip to save his life. So, you know, I, I just – if he turns that around, we're good. But his chipping, you know, effing sucks or whatever. And I, I never <laughs> – so that, that's always kind of stuck out to me, you know, watching you is like, come on, Joel, like let's, let's, let's get the stroke gained around the green numbers to at least like zero or positive <laughs> and we'll be okay. Well, um, just, just not major negatives is pretty good for me. Yeah, man. But well, with that, that I'm like – 30th in scrambling this year, so I'm not exactly sure how that that works. But um, the chipping is maybe more in me and Gino's head than it actually is physically. Maybe that's what it is. Scrambling is kind of a dumb stat. I think strokes gained around the greens a little better, but um, right, which is definitely negative. But 
improving yeah. slightly. And you know what really helps is when you hit like 15 greens around for three months. That really there, helps the old around. There you go. Well, that <laughs> yeah. kind of it kind of leads into my next question, which is basically I, I wanted you to describe yourself as a player, which is which you kind of just did. Like you've always been a ball striker. The putting and short game stuff has been, you know, where you've just needed to click. And um, so, I mean, with all that being said, talk to us about the types of courses that you think set up best for you and what are your favorite courses that you've played this year? Oh, yeah, I think uh, driving accuracy. I'm not a long ball. I'm, I'm average. I hit it. I don't know, whatever, 292 or whatever the tour says I hit it. But I'm very average off the uh, lengthwise. But I hit very straight. But with being average off the tee, when other guys are hitting hybrids or two irons, I'm still hitting driver down there. So I'm getting more out of it than a lot of other guys. You know, if they step up and hit driver, they'll be 30 yards past me, but they're going to lay back a lot of times where I have confidence with my driver to hit it in between some bunkers or, or down there further. Um, so courses like, um, I mean, I definitely like harder golf courses. I always say that my best chance, to win is almost the U.S. Open because I can shoot even par at, a, at Shinnecock or I can shoot even par at John Deere. So it doesn't really yeah. matter. And it's yeah. the same type of golf. I just can't. Uh, so I said that. And I think um, I really enjoy uh, Travelers. Uh, TBC River Highlands is a great golf course. Um, and I think the environment there and, and, the, and the crowds are great. Um, Riviera to me, that's my first time playing it was this year. I got in last second, so I wasn't really totally prepared. But um, love that place. That place is a man's golf course. Um, mm. you gotta, there's no, there's no hiding around that place and there's no dinking and dunking it. So that place is awesome. Um, I got to play, you know, I really enjoyed colonial. That was a great golf course for me too. It's uh, yeah. short, but like I said, I'm hitting driver. Everybody kind of plays the same spots. You know, you still, whether you hit two or driver three, it doesn't really matter. I'll just kind of go to dog leg. Um, but there was still a couple of times I'd hit driver down there and force it down their ways and still um, have a good opportunity. And if I had started it all on the weekend that week, I think it would have been around that type, top five number. But, um, uh, yeah, you know, the other sneaky one, I, I enjoy Reno. I think it's just a fun golf course there at, uh, at Montreal. Uh, different formats can be more aggressive. Yeah. Um, thankfully, at that point, I was, you know, I locked up my car and was playing well and just kind of freewheeling it. So it was even more fun to just kind of have a free week out there but um those are some of my favorites i mean I, you can't go wrong with pebble either and that's my probably number one but uh, everybody says that well if you think back can you think of any tracks that you played this year that in terms of how you finished you didn't finish that well but when you look at it you're like damn like i i could have crushed this place like this this course suits my game and i just you know i left an opportunity out there Good question. Um, I look back at Sea Island. Um, yeah. In the fall there, Austin Cook played great, uh, kind of ran away with it a little bit. I think J.J. Spawn was up there as well. But I was near the lead, one or two. I shot like 64 the first round on the other course. And then got to Seaside, um, or whatever they call that, the the, the ocean course. Um, and it was windy, and you got to hit it good out there. And I feel like there's a place that's a place I can play really well at that I just I didn't finish off the last couple of rounds um, where I, I definitely could have and and in the future I think that that could be a place where I can I, I could definitely compete. Yeah, I see Allen. I, I think that 
that just seems like a perfect course for you. But yeah, I want to know, Joel, you've been out, you know, a couple of years now with the web and the PGA tour. So you've got some time out there, you know, who are some guys that are relatively unknown you know, other, you know, that, that you just think are primed for a breakout soon. Just, just guys that nobody's talking about. Who, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to take credit for uh, Xander Shoffley last year. I played with him in Memphis, which was the week before the U.S. Open, where I think he finished top five. Um, and then a couple weeks later, he won at Greenbrier. But I'm going to take credit there because he was the first guy I played with really in the last couple of years. I was like, wow, this guy's so much better than I am. Um, you know, very rarely does a tour pro think somebody's better than they are. Yeah. Um, and he, he was better than I was. And obviously now the, the secret's out and winning twice and tour championship and uh, hopefully Ryder Cup for him coming up, maybe if he can play well in the playoffs. Um, I think uh, JT Postman, which I, he's not really um, <laughs> a secret anymore, I guess, uh, but he is a stud. And I think, uh, next year he'll have full status. Can kind of plan his schedule a little more. He plays really well on tough golf courses, um, and that's always impressive. Um, I mean, right, we've so, had him on the show. Yeah, uh, Love Lady is going to be really good. He hits it forever, and he's he'll, he'll he surrounds himself with the right people, um, and he's he's doing all the right things. So I think uh, he'll be really good very soon. I mean, you just can't hide hide what, what he's doing those are good um i was trying to think of a i was gonna say andrew putnam too i was like but he's uh he just won so uh, yeah that doesn't count but uh putnam forever we we actually grew up together he's a year younger than i am grew, he grew up in seattle i grew up on the east side of washington uh so we played a lot of junior golf together and i always thought how does this guy ever shoot over 65 like everything he does <laughs> is really good and he goes about his game. It's just so simple for him. He's got a great attitude, super nice guy. And uh, I was like, how is this guy not better more often? And then he finishes second in Memphis and then wins in Reno. And I'm like, okay, that makes more sense. So, you know, David alluded to it earlier, but you you played with Tiger this year. We know you had the, at the, the round with, at the Quicken. So, you know, describe that round you know kind of leading up to it and, and during the round and then i kind of want to know was there anything you just assumed about him that wasn't true or surprised you all right everyone before we get to this hilarious answer on the round with tiger woods from joel damon we hope you're enjoying it we do want to tell you a little bit about a company called ethos.com if you want to make sure that all the things you work hard for, your family, your home, college education, your entire lifestyle is, is protected, okay? How do you make sure all those things are still possible if something unexpectedly happens to you? Life insurance used to be a pain. You dealt with an agent, sounds like a used car salesperson, you got to go get a blood test at a doctor's office, you got to read over all this complicated paperwork and legal jargon. Now with Ethos, the application only takes 10 minutes and you can do it online. They're honest, you get upfront pricing and no doctor's appointment for policies under $1 million. You can get your free quote. All you got to do is submit your application in just 10 minutes at tourjunkies.getethos.com. That's tourjunkies.getethos, E-T-H-O-S.com. Take a look at it. It's a good, it's a good deal. 
For now, we hope you enjoy the rest of the interview with Joel Damon and this hilarious answer to the thing that most surprised him about playing in a round with Tiger Woods. Um, I'm going to start with that one. He is the sweatiest man alive. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, changing all the shirts and stuff? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I knew that he was, like, sweaty. Like, obviously, he's got towels and stuff, but... Yeah, okay, and Saturday in D.C. was one of the hottest days of the year. I mean, it was incredibly hot. But I'm telling you, I saw him, well, he's hitting balls and he's drenched in sweat. And then I think he changes his shirt before he goes to the first tee. And by, like, the third hole, he's, like, wiping his shirt off, his hat off, just so he can hit the ball. Um, <laughs> he addressed the putt, and he called over Joe's caddy, and like, I need towel, and he's, like, wiping off his hat and his shirt because it's dripping on his ball. And I couldn't believe it. Like it is, it literally looks like he got out of a pool every five minutes, no matter what he does. And um, he switched. It, he switched a, a shirt on ten. We had a little bit of a weight on ten on par five, and he he switched uh, a shirt there. And like three holes later, it looked like he just jumped back in the pool. I mean, I could not. I'm not. I'm not very. I don't, but I just could not. I go, are you kidding? He's like, I. He talks about how much weight he loses during events like that. I was like, do you get IVs after the round? Because you can't possibly drink enough water to replace that. Um, the, well, okay, when was, he switches shirts, is he shocked. switching? Is he switching the same shirt? Yes, he is. And I didn't, I didn't quite catch it on ten. He, he made a long birdie putt on nine and kind of snuck off towards ten t. Um, and I showed up and he had a new shirt. I mean, it was the same. So I didn't know if it's like hidden, like on the ten t, like under a table, or if like one of his. <laughs> Buddies or handlers, whatever how that works. But um, yeah, that dude can sweat. Uh, all right, well that's that's wow. a great podcast. We're done. Thanks, Joel. <laughs> yeah, thanks. We appreciate it, Joel. <laughs> all right, what else though about the round though? What what was it like for you? You know, I know it's kind of a it's it's just a like a football game around him so what what was it like yeah it was it was the craziest thing ever and i think the night before i knew so back in charlotte on saturday night i'm staying with brandon harkins oh he's one who's gonna be really good at golf he's, love he brandon harkins i'm a big yeah. fan yeah yeah uh he's my best friend we live five minutes away from here in scottsdale uh our wife my now fiance are best friends we hang out every single day we're home uh anyway he's really good Anyway, so we're we're staying together in Charlotte, and we're looking. We're going. We're sitting on the couch watching the scores go back and forth, and between me or him, who gets to play with Tiger the next day, and like I don't know who made a bogey or something happened where he got to play with him. Like, and like I was like, okay, that's cool. Like, go have fun. But I was like in my head, I'm like, damn it, I really want to play with Tiger. I hope I get a chance, you know. And then a month or two later, here I am. So sad, Friday night. Uh, I'm out in Georgetown, just kind of cruising around with my, my girlfriend. Uh, we're heading to dinner. And at dinner, we're at a pretty nice dinner. And I won't stop looking at my phone. I'm like shot tracking. I, I don't forget who it was. It might have been Abram Answer or maybe Sam Ryder. One of them missed like a five-footer on the lap. And I, at that moment, I knew I was playing with Tiger. And I like froze. And I was just kind of stared off in space. And Lana, my now fiance, she's like, uh, are you okay? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm fine. I was just playing with Tiger. I was kind of like, I didn't really talk. I was just kind of zoned out. I was always just, okay, what do I say to him on the first tee? 
Like, what does he? Is he? I don't know what to do. This whole like crazy. I thought I'd be okay with it, and I really wasn't. Um, didn't sleep much, and then I wake up in the morning, and Tiger Tracker had dug up one of my old tweets about driver about Tiger not hitting a driver very well. So I wake up. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. Hundreds. <laughs> Hundreds. Oh. I mean, I get I get like a couple mentions like a couple days a week. Like I am not. I only have a couple thousand. I had fifteen hundred people following me. Dude, I woke up with hundreds of mentions all roasting me. It was like Tiger's <laughs> body bag. There were so many memes and gifts out there about me just like getting crushed. And I was like, oh no, I'm literally like going into like the tiger den, and I hope he doesn't see this. Like. It was a very, it was him playing Memorial or something like that, and he, he couldn't find a fairway. And I just said, um, you know, watching Tiger with a driver is impressive. It could go anywhere. I mean, it was it was true, but also, like, <laughs> you never think you're going to, like, meet this guy or play with him, and you think it's so far away, and all of a sudden, like, you know, a month later, I'm playing with him. But Tiger Tracker's got 250,000 followers, tweets it out to him, and all of a sudden, I am chopped liver. I am getting torn up. So I start reading some. I'm like, okay, I got to put this away. This is bad. Um, so I show up with, I mean, I started my day with that. And then uh, just going to the first tee was so loud and so crazy. And I striped my first tee ball, like as far as I've ever hit a ball. And at that point I started breathing a little bit easier, but um, just kind of took it all in. Gene and I were just kind of smiling and laughing. He birdied four in a row on the front nine. I think he birdied four, five, six, and seven. And he started like putter raising you know, walking him in, and I'm like, oh, this is so cool. Like, Tiger got to, I think we started the day in, like, 12-ish, and he got to, like, T3. And I'm like, are we going to see, like, a Tiger deal here today? And he cooled off on the back nine, but just the roars and the amount of people that were there, it was just something I'll never experience again and, and uh, something uh, I'll definitely never forget. That, Dude, that is awesome. I I gotta if I if I'm you in that restaurant and that and I see that happen, I think it was Abram Answer that that by the way that helped that happen. I don't yeah. know how you didn't lose your absolute mind in that restaurant. Like I I'd have been like flipping over tables, smacking old ladies <laughs> on the ass. You know, <laughs> I would have announced to the whole restaurant, I'm playing with Tiger tomorrow. You know, like. They would have thought I, definitely, I needed to be committed. I would have been so excited. I definitely felt that in my mind and was thinking <laughs> those things. Uh, but uh, I try to keep it pretty casual on the outside. Uh, Gino knows what's going on on the inside because I just constantly whisper stuff into his ear that is going through my head. <laughs> and he thinks I should probably be admitted. Um, what what about sure. like like the introduction to Tiger? Like when you when you shook his hand or whatever, you know, about like – were you nervous about that, or did you say something oh, that you're like, you I walked was, away and you're like, God, was, why did you say that, Jill? So I, I normally get there really late to the tee. Uh, one, the, the putting green to the first tee is only like a 20-yard walk there uh, through the more people that I've ever seen in my life. But I go there, I'm like, okay, I'm going to make sure I get there first. So I can settle down, I can kind of get all my stuff, and then when he comes, I'll just kind of reach. And uh, he comes through, and he's – he walks towards the bag, which his bag is standing. I'm over by the bag, so he's, he's walking right towards me. But he's, like, locked in, focused. And I kind of take a couple steps out and reach out my hand. And you could tell he, like, clicked out of, like, I mean, I call it Tiger Vision because it's the video game I grew up with, you know. Mm -hmm. And he clicked out of it. Hey, I'm Tiger. Yeah, no shit. Uh, <laughs> and, then he goes, uh, 
And he, like, clicked out of it and was super nice. Uh, you know, just a couple of pleasantries, like normal thing. I was pretty much, I was too nervous to say anything else. Um, kind of, you know, just get ready to mark her balls, that whole crap. And then he, like, locks back in to hit his ball. And I was like, June and I commented all day about how he focuses in on every shot more than anybody I've ever seen. And, like, he goes into a trance. And uh, it was amazing. He, like, walking up on that tee box, he was in his trance. I kind of jolt him out of it, whatever. And you could tell, like, something changed in his eyes. And he's like, oh, hey, man, you know, I'm, I'm Tiger. I'm like, oh, shit. Did he really um, say, I'm Tiger? He introduces himself with his name to everybody. It's incredible. <laughs> it is super. When you I think mean, about I it, that's one of the cool. dumbest things ever. Like, that is just unreal. Right? But he does it to everybody, and apparently, um, I mean, I, I think it's kind of cool. Hey, I'm Tiger. Oh, it is cool. Oh. I'm just saying, like, to think about the fact that he, like, he's just a guy that that transcends any sport. I mean, like, if Tom, like Tom Brady would have to introduce himself to some people because there's a lot of people that don't watch the NFL and have no idea. Like, they're just that unplugged. But I don't know how you can be unplugged enough in the last 20 years to not know who Tiger Woods is. I agree. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, go ahead. He's the most famous athlete in the world. I mean, maybe Messi or Ronaldo, but. Um... Yeah, I mean, and I don't know anything about soccer, but were you having to like talk talk to Gino and be like like tell him to calm down? Like, was he trying to like were you worried Gino was going to do something crazy <laughs> with with Tiger? That's what like... I was really worried about. <laughs> yeah, so the joke, I mean, Tiger Gino's always um, Gino's the biggest golf joke in the world. He loves golf. He loves right. everything about it, and the fact that he gets to be on the drive range with his heroes, and it's like. And then to actually get to play with a couple of them. And even Tiger was like, uh, he was, he handled it so much better. Like early on, if I started playing well, like last year, even Webb early on, it was like, he got a little excitable, you know, and you need your caddy to be flatline, whatever. But that's the great thing about like, we're buddies and it's, it's great. It wasn't like, you know, this wasn't like you did anything wrong, but he handled himself so well with Tiger. Um, talked to him, talked to Joe, did everything perfect with me, like kept it pretty light. Uh, but I expected him to be so amped up that I was going to have to do numbers for the day. Like, he didn't know what 2 plus 2 was going to be. Um, but he did, he, he did. He handled everything great. Uh, you know, he's like, uh, I was I was really impressed. Honestly, I think that was, I mean, it was a turning point for my year for sure. But I think, honestly, it was pretty big for him too because I was impressed how he handled himself through the whole thing. Um, and I thought he did a great job that day. And it made kind of everything else going forward easier after that that's good yeah nice all right switching gears a little bit we are so david and i are going to paris for the Ryder cup we are just pumped about it cannot wait so assuming phil and tiger are locked which we think they're those those two guys are definitely on the team who do you think would be the best two captains picks for the Ryder cup in paris Dude, I am the worst at this. Like, I, they're like the best golfers in the world. I don't know which one. It's like, just might as well flip a coin. I am partial to Xander because, um, he's super nice. He's a young kid. Uh, um, I don't know. I'm I'm partial to Xander. I want Xander to be picked. Um, I don't. I mean, everybody talks about the team room and hanging out and all that stuff. Not sure. Maybe Mr. DeChambeau would be the most favorite in there. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. 
I'm mostly just regurgitating hot takes from Twitter at this point, but um, <laughs> uh, I don't even know who else is supposed to be around. You know, you know, I think Kisner's a great pick. Uh, everybody loves Kisner, but he's also not really afraid of anything. Performed well in some bigger. He's played well in all the majors. I know he didn't close off any of them yep. really this year, but um, I'm going with Kiz and Shoffley as my two. I think Xander's going to be around for the next 10 years and might as well get his feet wet sometime. Um, and then uh, Kisner, I think, is just too good, and everybody, and he, he, he drinks a lot, and everybody likes him. <laughs> Love it. Love it. All right, we need to get you a direct line of Furyk because I will take that all day long. Yeah. Xander and Kiz are the guys that I would love to be on the team. I think you're right on Shambo. I just do not see it. Cooch is out there as another play. Don't see that, but, you know. So, yeah, love it. Yeah, th- I mean, that's, you know, Pat and I always talk about when we do our previews, like we don't talk about our picks before the show, so, so it could be organic during the show, right? Well, I mean, yeah, it makes just, sense. You just nailed the two guys that me and Pat would take. Now, a lot of our listeners know that we're boys with Kiz, so the Kisner picks a little – there's a little bit of a homer side to that, but we know how bad he you wants to be what? on it. Yeah, I mean, home like every uh, everybody's like, oh, you're a homer. Well, no shit. Everybody in the world's a homer. I don't care if it's for their home football team, baseball team. It doesn't matter. Like, it's a real thing. I mean, it's okay to be a homer. Everyone else in the world is a homer at something <laughs> at somewhere. Yeah, so, spoke – Spoken like a real diehard Washington sports fan right there. That's uh, exactly right. <laughs> but I kind of have the same take, man. I feel like it's not just a shambo in terms of, like, potential vibe and, like, getting along with everybody. But, I mean, he's, he's, he's definitely played really well this year. But since the John Deere and the little shoulder tweak and, you know, the, the range session on, at the Open Championship where he's banging his that head. That was against, incredible video. That was incredible video. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, misses the cut, then misses the cut at the PGA. I mean, he's not in the best form right now. It's going to be interesting to see if Furyk passes him up if he stays number nine on the on the standings. You know, Kuchar is not the same Matt Kuchar that we've seen in the last few years, where he's just back backdoor top ten Kuch. He's just not doing that this year. He's he, he's not doing it. And and you know, we were at we were at the at the Ryder Cup uh, in Hazeltine when Bubba Watson didn't qualify really by play, but they brought him on as an assistant captain. They knew he wanted to be there. They knew, you know, I think you can do the same thing with Cooch and keep some of that ping pong playing, you know, morale up in the in the you know in the in the team room. Uh, to me, it's kind of between Xander and Finau and Kiz, um, but I think Xander seems to have what what we've kept saying is like Xander has this killer instinct about him that I don't know that we've seen in, in Finau just yet. Like, Finau's played really well in big events, and he's obviously talented. He can birdie, you know, he can score, but he's just – Xander feels like he has this killer instinct. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't disagree with that at all. Um, the thing about Finau, he hits at 8 million yards really straight and makes a million birdies. So, yeah, uh, probably a pretty good guy to have on your team, especially match play. Yeah. Like, what did he just do? Was it last week? He made, like, six birdies in a row, made triple, and then made another birdie or something like that? It's like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's five up instead of three under. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I would – and now, Tony's the nicest guy on tour. Yes. Um, couldn't, couldn't be a better guy. Um, so, you, you couldn't go wrong between those three. Um, and however it shakes out is great. I, I think uh, it's kind of nice. I think – 
obviously Tiger and Phil are locks, but the next couple guys get a chance to play over the next, what is it? They get four weeks through the tour championship before they pick? No, there's going to be three more picks after Boston, I believe, and then a final pick. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, um, so shows how much I know what's going on. Hey, but, hey, man, uh, Gina, so they, uh, <laughs> if if you and Gino go out and win the next three events, you could be in the running. Uh, that's kind of funny. Is what it's like. What happens if I win two in a row? Like, am yeah. I, I'm the hottest player in the world. So what do yeah. I do at that point? Going to take like the guy's fiftieth in points at that point? Gonna, like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. Will will you watch the Ryder Cup? I'm sure you will, right? Oh, I love. I watch. I watch a ton of golf. There's a lot of golfers who say they don't watch golf. Um, yeah. I watch a ton of golf. Uh, I mean, I, I'm watching the Web.com tour as yeah. we speak. Um, guys playing for tour cards is one of the greatest things in sports. Yeah. Um, and the Ryder Cup is is some of the, especially over there. I feel like it's really amped up the last couple of years where rowdiness and you know, you get like Rory and and Reed against each other, kind of oh. chanting and all that fist pump and stuff. So to me, I think that's incredible. Uh, I just got I, goosebumps I just listening yep. to you say that. Yeah, we were there on the grounds of Hazeltine when all that was going down, bro. It was unlike anything I've ever experienced in my life. It was amazing. That is um, awesome. All right, all right, Joel. We're gonna get you in the native area right now. We're gonna try to roll through some quick hitters here. But listen, if we if we touch a hot button and you got a good story, you 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 got to unleash. Okay, don't don't be afraid. Um, all the right. Native, the native area can be a dangerous place. Sometimes you get you know good lies. You just you know move the ball on down the down the fairway. Sometimes you're 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 kind of screwed. You don't know what you're gonna get. So. Um, I, I'll give you, I'll give you a good one to start off. Okay. You ready for this? Okay. I'm ready. Have you ever played an event hungover? Yes. Is that even a question? <laughs> <Gee. laughs> uh, care to elaborate on anything? Uh, yeah, there's, there's too many accounts really at this point, but, um, <laughs> Jeez. I can't believe you guys have not. Gino has not shared the video. Uh, 2015, my first year on the web tour, I was in Springfield, Missouri. Um, I finished in the morning on Friday, thought I missed a cut, um, and went out and had some drinks with Gino and some other buddies. Uh, we ended up at a par three course that night. I don't remember a whole lot. And then <laughs> I ended up making the cut. So I am first, I'm like second or third off on. Ugh. Saturday morning at like seven thirty. Springfield, Missouri in July is like a hundred degrees with ninety eight percent humidity. Uh I proceeded to make ten birdies and one bogey shoot sixty three and when I finished the day I was in second place. <laughs> what? Uh, that's awesome. That's amazing. Uh, there's yes. I uh I I have maintained for many years now that if drinking was allowed on tour, I would be a top ten player in the world. <laughs> I like no it. doubt. I like it. You're not the only tour pro that's told us that, by the way. Um, yeah, so I think that I think there should be a separate uh, <laughs> winter tour for us degenerates. <laughs> well, you know, I don't I don't know if that's the exact event, but um, we may or may not have been told about you walking up to the first tee having not struck a golf ball with a smoothie in your hand was that same was that the same event uh no there was a couple on the web where i did some interesting ones um but <laughs> that event i filmed myself walking to the first tee um 
You so filmed yourself? Yeah, I had, you know, it was like a, probably like a two, three hundred yard walk from the range. <laughs> and I only hit a couple of balls, but um, uh, it, it, there's a video floating around out there that Gino has. So he can privately message it to you. It probably <laughs> doesn't need to go to the actual interwebs. Sure. Uh, and uh, you guys will, I don't have any more because I lost my phone. Uh, last summer, and so I lost that video. But uh, I, I recorded myself walking to the tee, and I gave a running commentary of what was going to happen. And um, <laughs> to say that I, I exceeded my own expectations was special. That's awesome. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, speaking of Gino, two questions about Gino. When do you remember, when do you recall being the most pissed off at Gino? Yeah, I mean, there's one that really stands out. Uh, it was actually probably the lowest point, the lowest point of our of of how I felt towards him for sure. But I felt even worse like 12 seconds later. But we were uh, last. It was Web Finals last year, so I lost my tour card, didn't play well, and I was in this third event at the Web Finals in Cleveland, and it was uh, I was in contention on Sunday. I was like right around the lead, um, like tied the lead maybe with with uh, 11 holes to play. Uh, stupid little par four. Um, and I hit it in the trees all four days and I hit it in there again. And I, I had issues the last month or two of making doubles. I wouldn't chip out. And I basically told him his only job is to make me chip out because I can make a bogey and it's fine. And, uh, well, I went for it again, uh, ended up making double and I am chewing him out. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm yelling at him and he turns around where I'm t- kind of tailing him off the green towards the next tee box. And, uh, I made a comment. I'm not going to repeat. It was so bad. And, uh, he turns around and he, <laughs> I'm still scared looking at his face. He turns around and he gets right now. He sticks a finger right in my chest and he yells, if I didn't think you could hit the shot that I wouldn't let you hit it. And I was like, because Patty's just get beat up all the time and he just stood up for himself but he's also my best friend like through everything and I felt so bad and I'm like oh no (laughs) so now I'm on this key box I'm still I'm only three shots two two, three shots off the lead a top seven or eight there gets me my tour card and I got ten holes to play and I just maybe ruined a friendship like my best friendship ever and I hit the worst (laughs) shot of my life I duck hooked it so far left and I was walking off the tee, and I'm like, I'm so sorry, Gino. Uh, can you just please help me get through these next 10 holes, and we can talk about it afterwards. And he couldn't have been a bigger professional about the whole thing. He said, dude, don't even worry about it. I got you. Um, we grinded our ass off, got our tour card that, that at the end of that day. And I signed my card, and I, I gave him a big hug, and I started crying. That's and awesome. I'm so sorry, man. I felt so like it was just like, you know, the pressure of the moment, playing for your tour card again. Uh, the whole thing, and I just, I felt awful. Um, and he just gave me a big hug and said, you know, I, I understand. Don't worry about it. No hard feelings. And uh, I think since that moment, I've I've treated him a lot better. Put it that way. That's awesome. That basically okay. sounds like me and Pat every Monday night after the podcast is yeah, over. Seriously. Pat visits, so Pat visits Planet <laughs> Tito's and, like, yells at me and gets all enraged about the dumbest thing. And then get on the phone after and he's you know so I, 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 i'm very familiar man i'm very familiar uh, yeah so <laughs> uh, uh, gino handled it great and uh i think our relationship is 
as good now as it's ever been. <laughs> That's good. What's the what's the best round of golf you've ever played, in your opinion? Ooh. A great question. Um I played a couple pretty darn good rounds in Canada. I think it's something more on the web tour or PJ tour that's a little more relevant. Uh, no, no, no. Like, no, forget that. Like, best round you've ever played in your life, the best round of golf you've ever played, whether it was professional or like with buddies or whatever. Uh, there was multiple times on my own or high school golf practice or something where I was, um, Nine, ten under, eleven under through twelve, through, let's see, through thirteen. So my golf course, we had our, we had three par five through thirteen holes. Sorry, we know all four of them were through thirteen holes. Mm. So you can make a couple of eagles and get through it. I know one time I was twelve under through thirteen at my home course. I was in going into senior high school. Yeah. And a thunderstorm came in, and I had to leave. <laughs> Uh, oh, of course, of course. Uh, um, that is probably the best. That's definitely the best thirteen hole stretch I've ever played. Um, Interesting. I did. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's probably the one. There's a most that I got on some crazy runs. I've made seven, eight, nine birdies in a row multiple times. Same. Just, same. Just kind of hang yeah. out with buddies. Mostly drinking beer, listening to music. <laughs> yes. Uh, there was one. There was one. It was a. It was a two-man pro, pro versus pro, two-man best ball event at Mesa Country Club here, like three, four years ago. I played. It was a final match. I was, I was teaming with Eric Meyer who played on the PJ Tour in 2013 or 14. Now a mini tour guy, and then I played against Jimmy Gunn, who's on the Web Tour, and Jake Yunin, who also used to play on Web. Uh, and I went out night before. It was just a wreck and woke up the next day and I was through 12 holes. I was 10 under with a bogey and on the 12th yeah. green, I had like 30 feet and I just told, I was talking to Jimmy and Jake and I was like, uh, you just want to give this to me or are you actually going to make me putt this one? <laughs> and I just walked up and knocked it in and it was in front of, you know, they were it's like 40, 50 people. They were kind of watching like their, like the, the club championship type thing. And, it was incredible. Like that, that was, that was pretty silly. That's awesome. Nice. All right. What is your go-to on Netflix right now, Jill? I just finished watching, sorry, I have not finished watching The Staircase. Um, it's a murder, I'm a big murder mystery guy. Um, I watch all the Datelines, all that 48-hour mystery stuff. So yeah. I'm a big documentary guy on Netflix. Um, I like watch the the Jinx was another really good one. I enjoyed. Um, had a little plot twister at the end. Uh, anything along those lines is is I'm really into. And um, I think of I just watched one about a bank heist. I forget the name of it. Oh, the heist. That was really the heist. No, it wasn't called oh. the heist, but it was one. It was a it was one that happened about somebody strapped a bomb to a guy's neck in Erie, Pennsylvania, in 2003. Um, but anyhow, uh, anything murder mystery, I'm on that. I like it. Wait, was the was the 
the bank heist in like a branch or something, or was it? You know, I'm a banker. I'm you're, you're making me scared. Here. Is this going to happen to me? <laughs> it was at it was at a PNC bank or something in Erie, and uh, uh, I forget what it's called, but you can look it up. It's called it's David Wells Bank Heist or something like that. Um, and you can read all that. Did a lot of people? Did a lot of people die? Uh, just one person. Pat, what? Is... Okay. <laughs> I just it concerns me when we Next talk about question, bank heist. Pat. All right. Um, uh, any, I wouldn't worry about anybody robbing your bank. All right. Any hidden talent that you have, Joel? You know, I I don't. I was, I am really really good at doing nothing. Um, <laughs> as my fiance can attest, as I'm looking at the side of my room, it's just an absolute mess of clothes that. Some need to be hung up, some need to be cleaned, some need to be taken to goodwill. It's just an absolute disaster. Um, it's been that way for a while, so I'm really good at doing nothing. Yikes. Like, really good at it. Like, I, it's shocking. Pat is, too. He, that's what he does for tour junkies. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I knew that was coming out. Shots fired! Um, yeah. All right. What is the weirdest thing you do on the golf course? Um, I mean, it's funny. We all think we're really normal. Um, Come on, you gotta have I, something that just nobody does. Um, I don't. What do I? What do I? I'm at my fiance just walked in there. What do I do that's weird on the golf course? Get her on the show. She says I shake my butt, but it's like when setting up to the ball. Like I just, <laughs> I just give a little wiggle. I haven't. Uh... That's for that's for her. That's for her. Yeah, apparently. Um, I have some weird. I I have to have a certain quarter or not a certain quarter, but a fifty cent piece in my to mark my ball. But then sometimes, you know, those like push down like the the flat little ones you get for free in the pro shops. You can just the ball mark things. Some yeah. days, if I'm not putting very well, I make sure that I have some of those in my pocket, and I don't necessarily mark my ball with them, but I just kind of flip those around sometimes. This one's not weird. It's just uh, I feel like I'm super normal. I don't ever switch balls. How's that? Like I'll play a ball 18 holes, no issues. Cart path doesn't wow. matter. Perfect lob wedge, mm. like ripped on it, not an issue. <laughs> wow. So, That's rare. You know, doesn't bother me about it too much because he gets all my leftover golf balls. So he loves when I just play one ball. Wow. Well, Pat, do okay. you want to tell him? Do you want to tell him what Gino said was the weirdest thing he does on the golf course? Yeah, that was that was what I was trying to get at. I was surprised that we didn't get oh, there. But... Please tell me what he says. <laughs> um, I just want to know if you like clean teas. Well, yeah. I'm so, I mean, I make him wipe off the teas before I put them in my pocket. <laughs> That's pretty weird. <laughs> That's pretty weird. Okay, I hate having dirty hands. Like, I hate touching food. I hate touching any, like, uh, I just, like, he's he's such a North Idaho, like, logger, like, white trash. Like, he'll just, like, I'll get, I'll, like, hit out of mud, and he'll just, like, wipe the club with his thumb. I'm like, you that's disgusting. Like, what are you doing? What? So, <laughs> I don't, uh, I make sure that I, I clean, yeah, I, I make sure that my teas are clean before they go in my pocket. 
<laughs> I think. I, okay, next I, time I, you're asked. Next I, time you're asked this question, that is the weirdest thing you do. Ernie Els does it too. Uh, does he really? I, yeah. If it's if I like fix my ball mark on the green, I wipe off the tee before it goes in my pocket. I'll just say, Joel, when when we heard this, I, I actually like the idea, and I think I'm going to adopt it. Pat is so. as OCD as they come, so, yeah. yeah so okay. This is, this is... Think about this. When you go and you wash your your shorts, your golf shorts, and assuming you don't wear pants because it sucks right. you have to, but you – and then you have nice, clean shorts, and you stick your hand in there, and there's sand, and there's dirt, and you're like, what? <laughs> These are clean shorts. Why is that in there? Yeah, I'm totally with you. I mean, uh, I'm not. I'm not hating on you, Joel. I like it. I think it's a great idea. I just don't. Right? I'm not. I'm not there. But anyway, thank. Uh, that's hilarious. Definitely right. the weirdest. <laughs> I, I'm Team Gino here. I'm Team Gino. You guys. All right. I, I'm you guys Joel. can live I'm on very Joel. clean island if you want. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Let's 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 get going here. All right. So, do you have a tattoo? No, I hate tattoos. I don't have tattoos. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right, My fiance has three of them. <laughs> okay, good. Hers are hers are classy and well done. So you just said you hate tattoos, but your fiance has three of them. Yeah, but those are like classy and well done. Okay. All right. Worst travel experience on any tour. So whether it's PGA, oh, no. Canadian, whatever. We've all had so many of those. But uh, Gene and I embarked our first year on the web tour. Can you guys still hear me? I gotta go outside for a second. Yeah, yeah. You guys good? Okay. Uh, we went to Nova Scotia, Halifax, and we didn't have any bags or anything. We slept overnight in airports. I think it took me. I didn't get my clubs till Wednesday night. Mm. Uh, we didn't have any clothes until Wednesday afternoon. Uh, we were like hungover, we're miserable, like the whole thing. And just, uh, that one stands out to me. Um, the problem is if I'm about to have a bad travel day or I drink too much night before every early flight, I just bail and I just book something for later and I just don't care. So I really avoid those at all costs. It's a good point. I've done that before. You remember Ryder Cup, David? Yes. Yes, I do. (laughs) I'm surprised you do, but yes, I do. Yeah, um, same same thing. Um, all right, so last question for me. Wait, no, I got a few more here. Uh, what's something you spend money on that most people uh, would be shocked to hear? Mm-hmm. I don't spend money. Um, I was introduced to good food from my fiance and i really enjoy good food and i spend a we yeah. spend a lot of money eating food um so like that's just kind of what we do we spend all of our money on food that's high enough restaurants nice dining experiences um that's kind of what i feel like is our kind of our big thing i don't really spend a whole lot of money otherwise typical typical dude I can appreciate that. I mean, I like good food too. Yeah. All right. So, who are you, who are your favorite guys to get paired up with? I like guys who play fast. Amen. And I, 
guys who tell stories. Mm. Um, like Dickie Pride is one of my all-time favorites. That guy's got stories. You know, some of those old veterans are really good guys to hang out with. Um, I don't do it nearly enough, but uh, I like J.J. Henry's fun to have a beer with. Uh, he's got some. Oh wow! Some I don't know if stories. I would have thought J.J. Henry. Dude, the guy's played over 500 events. It's incredible what he's what he's done. Um, so just kind of being around that is, is kind of fun. Um, trying to think of who else. Um, if you play quick, I'm probably gonna like you. Is is my? I'm not. I'm not a big fan of slow play. I don't, I don't do very well with that. All right, what is the adult beverage of choice? Now, we know you, you came into the podcast with some beer, but if, you, if you've if got to have anything just just right then, what is it going to be? I drink gin. I drink Hendrix gin is kind of my thing. Hmm. Um, gin and tonic. Hmm. Uh, you got to have good tonic. you got to have that fever tree tonic, which is way better than, you know, that cheap stuff. So you got to have multiple lines in there as well. Um also, not afraid to have a dirty Hendrix martini as well. Um, hmm. Those have been frequenting lately as well. I'll dip into some scotch and some whiskey if I'm going to sip on stuff. But uh, I'm definitely definitely go to gin. Wow, I just never have been a gin guy. Me too. Yeah, I can't get on the gin train. That's like the yeah. only liquor I can't. It's, yeah. uh, I mean, trust me, I'm, I'm I drink anything, but. Um, I actually hardly ever drink vodka, but, uh, my cousin, who's quite a few years older than me, uh, up to him, uh, he started drinking gin and he said they were good. So I determined that they were good at a younger age than most <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, started drinking them. All right. Well, I can appreciate it. Okay. So this is my last question now, and then I'll, I'll, I'll shoot it over to David. The coolest contact in your phone other than tour junkies of course right coolest contact in my phone mm. uh, geez i don't have anybody cool in there i try to quickly browse <laughs> uh there's a there's a guy who my original backer is named Bob Yositis, and he's connected all over the world with incredible people. He would be he's he's my one guy who's like a phone call away from anybody. Um, he's like your he's like your connection to any athlete celebrity. Yeah, like you want, yeah. yeah, not not so much the athlete side or celebrity stuff, but just like big time influencers. He's he's pretty big time. Uh, I really don't have anybody else's number. You didn't get Tiger's like number it. that day? At the yeah, you, you you didn't get Tiger's no. number? You didn't, you know. Did that Gino, was, like, uh, write his number down and, like, slip it in his golf bag or something? Like I think he did, and I don't know if Tiger's found it yet because he hit it there pretty deep. So maybe <laughs> maybe one of these days when Tiger cleans out the bank or cleans out the bag, he'll, yeah. he'll maybe get there. But, yeah, I am flipping through my contacts, and this is – uh. Probably one of the worst ones on tour. Yeah, um, it's not. It's not great, man. I gotta be. I mean, like we've had Harold Varner on. He had Steph Curry's number. You know, like you guys gotta. You gotta. You gotta get out there, Joel. You gotta put yourself out there a little bit. 
Yeah, see, I'm all about that experience. Uh, I got to meet Steph Curry through Steven Yeager this year. Um, that was fun. I mean, I didn't ask for a picture. I'm not going to ask for your number. Yeah, yeah. I got Spencer Levine's phone number. That's pretty legit. <laughs> <laughs> smoking, smoking Spencer. That is great. <laughs> he's, he's an all-time human. What uh, a legend. He, yes. yes, he is. Yes. <laughs> I have uh, Tim Mickelson's number. There you go. That's, so that's his his brother's good. cool, I guess. Um, <laughs> oh man! I got I got the number to Whisper Rock Caddy Master uh, back from 2010 when I was doing a job up there. <laughs> what about uh, so like when like when Phil hangs it up? You're gonna call Tim and kick Gino to the curb? Is that the plan there? I mean, Gino, if Gino listens to this, he could be kind of nervous that you've got Tim's number in your phone. Yeah, well, Tim and I go back to – he kind of recruited me in college. And oh, that's cool. He was at a private school in California, and that was no chance I was doing that. Um, <laughs> and I wasn't good enough. But other than that, um, I got JT Poston's number. He's pretty cool. Yep. He's a good dude. Um, yeah. All right. All right. I got – I got four more questions for you, Joel, and you will have survived the native area. Are you feeling okay right now? I'm feeling like I'm doing okay. Yeah, you're doing pretty good. Um, all right. Who's got the most game with the ladies on the PGA Tour that you've noticed? Uh, interesting. Uh, somebody's in me. Well, not. On the younger, pre, like, let's see, let's see, Web Tour Canada back days, Greg Eason. I don't know if you guys know that name. Nah. He was a amateur in the world. Now he, I'm not sure what he's doing. He's playing maybe partial web. That guy was unbelievable because he's from England. He's good looking and accent. Um, Seamus Power name comes up quite a bit. Yeah. Also, he's off the market, but his name comes up. Uh, he's got that Irish <laughs> accent, big, strong dude. Uh, We've heard that before. Yeah, we have. <laughs> I think we I, heard it from uh, Gino, actually. Yeah, I'm not. You know, I've I've been with my lady for six yeah. and a half years. So I've really just kind of been out of the game. I don't see it as much as Aaron Fleener, caddies for JT Postman. Mm. That guy is pretty good at life. um he's he's really good at life actually what what's the most interesting way you've seen girls picked up on any tour like web mckenzie pga whatever i mean obviously there's the whole like golf ball put your phone number thing we've heard that Uh, that's what i was gonna say yeah Yeah, i mean um when's the who's the last person you saw do that I had a girl that was going to offer that was going to do that to me on the 18th hole at Reno until I kissed my fiance. Good. Good. Plan. And then like her whole friend, like it was all sad. I, I could just feel it. They were just sad, but uh, that's rare. <laughs> that never happens. Breaking hearts um, on the PGA tour. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a uh, <laughs> big time there. I don't, there's always, it's so you just kind of have a couple beers somewhere you wear a lot of some guys try to wear their golf clothes out like post round i'm like that's just so stupid but it works a lot of times <laughs> um, all right now 
All right. Here, here's here's one for now. Are you you're outside? Is your fiance in the room right now? Uh, she's not. Okay. Who's the hottest PGA Tour wife that you that you? Who, who do you think is the hottest PGA Tour wife? <laughs> See, hottest is like you just go Instagram and and find some. I think like one of the classiest, best looking is Chloe List, and I have a man yeah, crush on we've Luke. heard that. So that's allowed. You know um, where she's from? I'm going to guess Georgia. She's from south somewhere. I think Georgia. She is from our hometown of Augusta, Georgia, my friend. Yeah, okay. And um, so uh, her and her and my, my gal hang out a little bit. Um, and I think Luke is just a stud. Like, yeah, he I is. I mean, if I could do something in the world, it might be him. Uh, <laughs> and he's, yeah. just, he's super nice. He's easy going. Uh, and I think, yeah, uh, I think Chloe's just beautiful um but she's so nice down to earth classy southern girls man something about the southern girls yeah um yeah you could probably dive in and scram and find all you need out there but i'm gonna go with chloe for the classiest best looking yeah aka i'll say it not slutty okay um next question any any real good memorable pro-am moments stories characters that you've met with all the pro-am responsibilities you have to have yeah there's <laughs> through the years we just gino and i had one in gino played a game for a while on the web tour how much could he get tipped and uh he'd kind of fill him out to see if maybe he'd do it and he would like go above and beyond for him you know raking all the bunkers reading all the pots uh, really hammered up, and then he got he got stiffed a couple times, and it was just hilarious. Just to, like, just to see the disappointment, how much extra effort he put in to get nothing was was pretty funny. Uh, we had one, we had guys in Memphis this year. Um, they'll never listen to this podcast because they're not golfers. But uh, we're playing nine holes in Memphis, and some of the questions they're asking were unbelievable. Like, so, uh, what does your girlfriend think of your hobby? I'm like, uh, okay, I mean, she supports it. Like, it's kind of fun. I mean, uh, it's same group is like, so are you guys going to, like, stick around and watch the tournament, or are you guys going to fly home tomorrow? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, dude, I've made, like, half a million dollars this year. I'm, like, the richest man alive. This is crazy. I don't have... <laughs> uh, um, there is, you know, you, you get a lot of that stuff. They just have no idea what's going on. They just, they just assume, and I get it. I mean, I don't expect to be known. I don't know if I really ever want to be well known. Um, but it's just hilarious that just some guys just have no idea what's God. actually going there. As like, like a diehard golf fan and like PGA fan, that just pisses me off. Yeah, you know, they were definitely customers of somebody or however. Yeah, you know, I know. I get it. And it's just, I, it was comical. They just had no concept of anything. It just makes me mad because, like, guys like us and a lot of the people who listen to our show would just, like, that experience would be so memorable and, like, something right? that you would, yeah. you know, like, you, you would treasure that and you would, you would treat it with respect and you would, you would just love it, you know, no matter who it was, it would just be a, and then you got these putzes out there anyway. Right. All right, Gino. Uh, sorry, not Gino. Joel. You just, I'm telling you, you sound like We're Gino. Joel. Yes. Um, uh, last question. 
we heard about your recent engagement. You've referenced it, man. Congratulations. That is fantastic. Um, we got to know, Thank how did you. you how did you propose? Because it was just a couple weeks ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just Tuesday of Reno. So How did you do it, man? So I had this whole thing planned. I was going to be so romantic. Uh, <laughs> we've been together six and a half years. She's probably deserved a ring for six of them. She's been incredible. Yeah. Uh, supporting me from many tours to Canada to Web. Uh, she paid the bills some months in the winter when I didn't have any money. My cell phone was turned off for three months. She took care of all of that. Uh, she, we just, uh, we bought a house last fall. She re- redesigned the whole, well, she re- remodeled the whole thing, designed it. Um, incredible stuff. So I'm like, okay, this girl's incredible. She's waited forever. She deserves, so I, I got a nice ring. Um, got it all and I, I got it the week of DC so I had it I bought it when I was home flew it out to DC so I got it and I'm gonna do super romantic things and I got all this lineup I'm gonna do like <laughs> 4th of July at Greenbrier well we end up going to bed at 9 o'clock so nothing happened there and then we're gonna do this <laughs> we're gonna do that and I have all these things in my head and eventually it comes down to uh, she's from Reno her, her family uh, still lives there so her, her grandparents are there dad and uncle and we're going over for dinner Tuesday night and I'm like, shit, coming down to it. I got to do it in the next eight hours. And I kind of do the lame thing. I cook her breakfast. Um, we go on a hike. I ain't never go on hikes. I walk for a living. I don't walk for fun. Uh, so we go on a hike up over and it's super smoky there because of fire. So we couldn't even see Lake Tahoe, but we hiked up over the top and kind of mumbled and stumbled around for five minutes up there. Eventually mumbled some stuff at her and, entered her ring and she said yes so that was good so um but it was it wasn't quite maybe what i had tried to build it up to be (laughs) previous year of my life but um it did the trick and i think we're happily engaged that's good man you got you guys got a you guys got a date figured out when you get married we don't um that's the popular This December, question. next December. I don't know. What it, yeah. We'll see. If it's, we got a few things to shake out here. Well, that's awesome, man. Congratulations. Uh, you know, and anytime you can be near the family, you do stuff like that, involve involve the family for the after, you know, the celebration. That's always good. That That's a good move. Yep. Um, and you, you get a lot of points for that, too, which is important. And I got a feeling you, you need a lot of points. You're going to need to store up some points, Joel. <laughs> yeah, um, I think I, I, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Joel, we appreciate it, man. You have been fantastic. Everybody, again, needs to follow Joel on Twitter at Joel underscore Damon, D A H M E N, or uh, on Instagram at Joel Damon. Um, and man, we're pulling for you. We, we, we just think you and Gino are a couple of the coolest guys that we've been privileged enough to get to meet through this dumbass podcast that people tend to listen to. Um, but we're really, really excited for you guys and pulling for you guys. Glad to see you lock up the card. Excited to watch you in the FedEx Cup, man. I mean, 63rd in the FedEx Cup, like you, you got, you got a real shot to beat Eastlake and, uh, we're pulling for you, man. And, and we want to continue to see you do big things. And we appreciate you coming on the podcast and we would love to have you on again one of these days. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Uh, I enjoyed it. Obviously I, I listened to you guys, especially after Tino hopped on with you guys. Um, <laughs> so. Thank you, guys. We'll uh, hopefully get a meet in person here.
My heart skips skipping the beach You're not close enough So that space between you and me Let's lose it The way you're dancing Swaying to the music Girl, that body and how you move it Every time you cross my mind Girl, I lose it Alexa, play the Country Heat playlist Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs Download the Amazon Music app today Till the tears run down from my eyes, Lord, somebody, ooh, somebody, can anybody find me? Somebody to love. Alexa, play hits from Queen. Okay. Somebody to love. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.